0: Take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Zivi Kivi here and we are back. This is season five of the Balloon Artist Podcast. So... Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is so awesome. I'm so excited to podcast again here with you guys, driving wherever you are. If you're fixing your balloon bag or cleaning up the house or whatever you do right now, maybe you're jogging. I'm really excited about being inside your earlobe and sharing with you a few ideas here on season five. Season five is about marketing, and it's going to have a little bit of a change in terms of the structure of the season. You see, when I set out on this journey and this started to do podcasting, there was one thing on my mind, which was I believe in the platform podcasting. I believe in the power of saving you time and sharing ideas with people in the balloon industry while they're doing something else so saving time because uh, sometimes watching a video clip on youtube is very time demanding and you need to actually focus on it but when you're driving you can listen and you can learn so i really believe in podcasting and i i actually started to use podcasting with you guys with the balloon artist podcast uh Uh, because I wanted to share value. I believed that this was the best way to share value and to bring value to people. Now, bringing value to people was something that I didn't really know where will it lead me. Uh, I had this idea of maybe one day to have a course, but my initial idea was really like totally different than one event eventually I did. So sometimes, you know, you, you start things and you don't know where they will lead you. Creating the Balloon Artist podcast have led me quite a distance. I'm so thankful for all of your time and also for your care about the industry. We share the same level of passion for the balloon industry. And these days, you know, after like doing it for four different seasons and now starting the season five of the podcast, I am already in a situation where I am very glad and mind blown to share with you that uh, I've reached the tipping point with my businesses. So I have an entertainment business, my balloon business, where I provide all kinds of services from uh, entertainment in birthdays to decor on newborn parties to dance floor experiences on weddings and so on. So I I make a living from balloons, but uh, just recently, I've reached the tipping point where my second business, which is the balloon artist podcast business, started to make more money than the entertainment business. This is really exciting for me. It's like the universe is kind of signaling me, hey, you need to focus on this even more. I already focus on this and like work on the podcast and its derivatives day and night. It occupies most of my time and I enjoy it that much. I enjoy helping you guys grow your businesses. I enjoy working one-on-one and one-on-many with balloon artists from all around the world. And thank you again for allowing that to happen. I'm here to serve you, period. Um, I could have stopped there, but I want to provide you tons of value today. So in terms of this season structure change, because I'm looking for ways to bring you value, and because this season is all about marketing, which is kind of my cup of tea, I don't need to interview a lot of people in order to bring you tons of value when we're talking about marketing. I I will actually make some of the podcast chapters in season five with no interview at all, but with actual tips, tactics, strategies, information, and knowledge that will help you uh, even more than some of the interviews. You know, interviews are really fun. I I will go back to interviews really soon, But I also want you to get the most of this season. And it is a season about marketing. So uh, today, there is no interview, but actually kind of like a free mini lecture that will help you in your business. Now, we're talking about marketing. A lot of people don't really understand or are not sure of the difference between marketing and sales. By the way, as, as a balloon artist, you might you 're first of all an artist, right, and you 're also a business if you want to be so if you 're listening to the balloon artists podcast and you 're not a business you 're only an artist and you care to to you know to grow yourself as an artist. I still think you will enjoy this season, although it is more geared toward um, professional balloon artist or semi professional balloon artist, so if you're not interested at all in growing your business as a business then again, maybe some of the things that I will teach here will not apply to you immediately, but one day they might, or they might apply to you on other aspects of your life. I think that uh, it's really important to know the definitions between marketing and sales. So we're going to start with that. In your company, even if you're a part-timer, yeah, you're an owner of a company, and that company provides services on the events industry, if it's entertainment or decoration, or both, uh, we're in the in- industry of events. And so there are two different functions in your business, marketing and sales. Of course, there are other departments that are like the operations department that are actually going and doing the event. And I know that you are all doing everything. Most likely you do your sales, you do your marketing, you do everything, which is fine. I also, you know, do my sales by myself and marketing. I have also a personal assistant and and some website developers that work for me and a graphic designer that works for me. But I know I've started from scratch. I started from doing everything by myself too. So understanding the difference of marketing and sales is really key for for anything we talk about later in this season. And yes, some of the tactics that we will share in this season Uh, will-be tactics, you know, that are related also for sales. So uh, it's a little bit uh, hard to separate them totally. But in general, marketing department in your company is responsible for basically converting traffic or people that are aware of you into leads, which is people that you are aware of them. What is the difference? The difference is whether you can actually get back to them or not. So marketing takes all kinds of people that uh, stumble upon your brand, uh, either on Facebook or on a website, or they hear about you from another uh, person. And the only thing that marketing wants to do is basically grow your lead list, which is the list of people that, you, that are considered as leads, and to be able... T- Because if you have a lead, basically the lead is a person that you can contact directly, uh, either by phone or by email or by chat or by all of the above. So marketing department is basically converting traffic or people from people that know of you to people that you know personally and you can contact. And then they basically take their product, which is the list of people that they managed to capture, and they move that list to the sales department and the sales department is the department that is responsible of converting the leads into sales but actually that's not the right way to to look at it the right way is that the sales department is the department that helps you serve your customers because they actually help you you know get into the situation where you are with them and providing services obviously They are going to pay for those services because you are a business and because you are worth that money. And so sales department is more oriented to think about how can they serve your customers better, how they can serve your leads and turn them into customers eventually. Um, If you look at it, instead of trying to sell and push stuff, trying to actually serve people, then everything suddenly is, is much, much easier. And I recommend... A book i got this recommendation from chris adamo from australia really nice gentleman and smart balloon artist uh, with a big business and i recommend you check out the book uh, the go-givers and even more specifically if you are interested in sales the go-givers uh, go-givers sell more go-givers sell more so the go-givers and if you uh, if you want i'll p- i'll put a link to the Go-Givers book on audio version on the Balloon Artist podcast, chapter one of season five. So you can go to balloonartistpodcast.com and see that there. Okay, so the sale department is responsible for serving, basically for selling, but for creating a situation for the operation department that they could serve and provide the services. And the marketing department is responsible for finding leads. Now... There's a lot of ways to do marketing. And it's very much different from one culture to another and from one place to another. There's marketing with Google, with SEO, search engine optimization. There is paid marketing, which is also called advertisement, uh, where you can basically pay for traffic. And you can do that on, on a magazine. Or you can do it uh Uh, with Google AdWords or with Facebook. Um, And of course, there's also like cold calling. Sometimes cold calling is considered a sales action because you're actually in a position to also sell immediately, but it's still a way to capture leads. So you basically call someone, you introduce yourself, and you can also cold call by doing a cold visit. So actually visit businesses uh, face-to-face, which is somewhat... Uh, better doing cold calls is something that is not very common to many of us, unfortunately. It's considered quite aggressive, uh, however, uh, it works. So, uh, in the future, I'm actually um, going to work with Chad Johnson on this topic, and we could talk about it later in the season. But definitely, a, a person you should look um, look. And follow if you're interested on the topic of of sales and cold calling. So there's all kinds of ways of how to market. But uh, I need you to get inspired by this podcast. I need you to get some, some practical stuff. We need to talk about who is paying for your marketing. Because all of those activities, some of them require money and not just time. And even if it just requires time... It requires sometimes a lot of time, okay? So um, we need to understand who is going to pay for this. This is very important to understand this question. It's actually fundamental because in your business, there's all kinds of expenses that someone needs to pay for. So for example, maybe if you're working from home, you need someone to pay for the electricity, that was consumed for the business. If, you, if your car breaks down and you don't need to just fuel it, it actually breaks down, someone needs to pay for the fix. If you're going to a convention and you're flying there or, or you're doing a road trip there, that's going to cost you money, even just the registration. So who's going to pay for that convention? If you need to replace an inflator that someone needs to pay for all of this. Uh, Your rent, maybe you're renting a place and not working from home, um, or or your advertisements. All of those things are just a fraction of what is called in business your overhead expenses. Uh, Overhead expenses are not your direct expenses. Uh, This is also known as your indirect expenses. So your direct expenses for... Any, for for a gig for a customer might be the cost of balloons, the cost of salary, uh, if you're emplo- employing someone, uh, or if you're hiring someone, um, all kinds of direct expenses, like the things that you actually give away inside the event, okay? You might consider your lunch or your traffic expenses as direct expenses for a specific gig or a specific decor job. This is all like stuff that you can calculate and write into this spreadsheet that is also known as the job cost form in the industry. And it's a smart concept that if you know how to work with it, it can save your business. There is a a job cost form feature inside bro this balloon stock up and soon there will be a job cost form feature also available on the balloon stock up which is the generic version for for everywhere in the world so you can actually calculate all of your expenses you you can actually calculate the cost of a specific job with direct expenses indirect expenses and profit um, inside the balloon stock up for now we just need to understand that someone needs to pay not someone needs to pay for those things. And that someone in business is your customer. All of your customers together pay for all of those things. There is no other place. There is no... Like if you have a second job, that second job is supposed to pay for, yours, for, for, for the rest of the stuff. Anything related to your balloon business needs to be covered by the income of your balloon business. Sure, you might be building your business and you might be putting inside some money from from other sources of income. That's okay. That, that's, that's like almost like as if your hobby is your balloon business. And in that case, that's awesome. Invest as much as you want in your balloon business. I do the same. I love my balloon business so much that I enjoy putting as much money into it as possible because I love going to conventions and I love spending money on new stuff. However, in a mature business, and one of the reasons of this season is to help balloon businesses become mature businesses, in a mature business, you actually pay for all of this stuff from the income of the business. So you have income and coming from from your customers, and they pay for all of your expenses, your direct and indirect. In fact, they also pay for your profit, which is a topic that I will discuss on a different chapter or episode of season five of the Balloon Artist podcast. Now that we understand that someone needs to pay for those things, and those things are basically... Created the, 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 those things serve your customers. They help you serve your customers. And because it helps you serve those customers, it's only fair that they will pay for it. So every single customer of yours is actually paying not just for your time, not just for the materials that you provide, uh, but actually also for all of your indirect expenses. Okay? Um, and now, with that said, this means... Like uh, inherently, it just means that a lot of time that you spend on your business is done kind of for free. Why for for free? Because you're not sure exactly who is paying for it. It's all of your customers on a yearly basis that pays for it. So marketing in general is not something that you can split and splice and says, hey, Today's marketing is on top or is is paid by this customer. Tomorrow's uh, marketing is paid by another customer. No, you can't do that. You can't do that because you really can't control that. So you actually need to be in the mindset of working for free is okay. Because it's marketing and it's an overhead expenditure of time. And it's an overhead investment of time and it will create more business for you on the long run. Once you agree and you are aware that you are sometimes working for free, something something very important happens inside your brand. You, you kind of understand now that you're responsible for your business and you're responsible for bringing more leads into the sales department and your sales department is responsible for converting those leads first of all if you are struggling in your business you need to understand where is the problem do you get enough leads in your point of view and just they don't close with you because they keep telling you hey you're too expensive in that case don't work on your marketing work on your sales uh, abilities there are trainings out there related to how you can sell better pm me on facebook Um, My user is Ziv Raviv. PM me on Facebook or do a post on the Balloon Artist Facebook group about it if you need help and tips about sales. Because that's also a topic that I gave a few lectures uh, in Twist and Shout and uh, for the Kids Entertainer Academy. And I have a lot to say about how to improve your sales too. We need to agree now that working for free is okay. Now, don't get me wrong. I know some of you are maybe upset right now. I don't encourage you to work for free for your customers. I don't think that you should, uh, like, donate events for your customers unless that's what you decided to do on the marketing level for some reason. Usually, when a customer approaches you and tells you, hey, I want you to donate this event and... To uh, do this for free, and the reason why you should do it for free is because you'll get exposure, which is, by the way, the the whole purpose of marketing is to get exposure and to transform the exposure, the traffic into leads. So exposure is not bad for you, okay? It's good for you. But if someone tells you, "Hey, come for exposure," then hey, most likely the only uh, more work that you'll get from that free is more free, okay? Because that customer will actually go and tell about you that you, you, you agreed to do this for free. I don't recommend doing stuff for free when people are asking you to do it. But definitely, for sure, you might want to do something for free when you chose to do it. If you're going to a meeting with a big company and are pitching your services, you're doing it for free. No one is going to guarantee for you that you're going to get the job from them. Maybe they're only going to book you only a year from now, only six months from now or, or whatnot. But you need to, to invest time and even money in, in marketing efforts. You need to be out there. You need that exposure as long as it's controlled exposure, controlled that is smart exposure. Exposure that is smart is exposure that actually creates leads. So any exposure that just doesn't create any leads is not good for you. And any exposure that actually creates a lot of leads, it's wonderful for you. And I actually recommend you to continue to do that free stuff for exposure. Uh, there's also all kinds of venues that you can work for exposure and still get paid, like restaurant work. Some people do a lot of restaurant works. They get paid not as much as the regular work, but it's it's basically people are uh, allowed to do marketing that way and be paid for marketing. Being paid for marketing is great. Obviously, it's better to be paid for marketing because then your business grows and you have that way some budget. In fact... That's uh, one of the topics that I will talk with you today, which is uh, the concept of a self-liquidating offer. We'll talk about that soon. Now that we agree that sometimes you need to work for free, and sometimes, because obviously those meetings are not paid, and sometimes you don't want to work for free, which is actually very important that you don't feel abused and go to work for free just because someone said you'll get exposure. You need to actually hunt down the places where you want exposure by yourself. And from there, I want to explain now about how failure is a key aspect of life and of business. So, and that's the actual, the, the subject of this chapter, which is the importance of failure. Because marketing is a process where you're trying stuff for free most of the things that you will try in the beginning will fail sometimes you'll get small results and that will not will still feel maybe like a failure because you are not getting tons of leads yet and sometimes it's only when you're using like five or six marketing strategies or tactics that provide a little bit of leads on all on, of each of one uh, of those tactics and on the overall you get enough leads and that's 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 actually successful so but in order to reach that you need to fail first you need to try out some stuff you need to try and do meetings and try and call people and try to work on your website and you don't know when will it uh, when, when will those seeds ripen and, 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 and come to your life in the form of abundance or, or more gigs, you know? You don't know that in advance. You just need to keep doing it. And some of the things will fail. Some of the things you do will fail. It's really important to understand that the more you do and the more you fail, the more you will succeed eventually. It's just, works this way in life the more you fail the more you will succeed so you need to get into the habit of not being afraid of failure of having maybe someone you can talk to like an accountability partner which you can tell them the stuff that you're trying and you can tell them hey that didn't work that didn't work but i'm trying again and i'm trying this one and you need to also sometimes be patient and wait and persist and you know with persistence sometimes uh stuff that fail become successful because you just need to tweak it a bit and make it perfect so um the importance of failure is is huge without failing from time to time or even mostly failing there's just no chance you will succeed properly you you won't have a lot of gigs you will feel frustrated and you will you know Waste all of your time doing stuff that doesn't really grow your business. And that's, there's a name for that. It's called hope marketing. Hope marketing means sitting at your home, lonely, waiting for someone to call. Um, it doesn't really work. It doesn't bring up more customers by just hoping. And that's okay to seed and then to fail. But you, sh- you just need to keep sitting. You just need to continue with all kinds of, of ways of, of creating exposure, smart exposure for yourself so that eventually people will call you and will book you more and more. Now, don't get me wrong. Marketing and your skills as a balloon artist are tied together in the belly button. So you, you really must have both you really need those skills to be top-notch. But you also need to find a way to show your skills to actual people because your skills might be superb. Unfortunately, I know quite a few balloon artists that have superb balloon skills, but they just their marketing is not uh, as accelerated and the, the speed of it is just not high enough as their work on their skills. So there is a point in time Where, as a balloon artist, you need to work on your skills, and you always need to work on your skills, just like you always need to work on your marketing. But of course, in the beginning, you know, you need to pay attention a lot to your skills. But the more your skills mature, that's when you need to make sure that you're also working properly on your marketing. So, working on your skills is important, but if you're not doing actual marketing as well, that will not be enough. And working on your skills is critical because it can allow you to later define your awesome services and collect your uh, benefit-driven pictures and videos of your services and so on, just like uh, is described on the Tower of Marketing on the resource tab of the Balloon Artist podcast website. You first fail a lot and you do a lot of efforts on marketing so that eventually you'll find something that works and stick to that thing that works and do that more okay for me lately and when i work on my skills and when i take pictures of it i find it very useful to have all kinds of directories on my phone one for newborn parties, one for weddings and dance floor experiences, one for decoration gigs, and one for just line work, just sculptures of things that I can do. And I find it like the most useful tool. The most useful tool in my arsenal is, and it's very practical, is to send customers and leads pictures of benefits of my services. So basically, like for example, smiling kids with their balloons. I send those pictures all day long to everyone. Some of it is done automatically for me with my email automation. Some of them is done through uh, a WhatsApp application or a messenger application, and some of it um, even face-to-face. So having really good pictures of your best of the best of your work as a balloon artist that's really key. And that is like the first step in moving from hope marketing into failure marketing. And failure marketing is great. It's when you're going all in in doing marketing and seed seed and planting seeds all around you and being being a ninja, you know. Uh Talk with people. Go to restaurants. um, Give away some gifts and so on. And when you are in a gig for a customer, you know, stay the extra 15 minutes. Talk to people. Tell them that you're passionate about your work. Ask your customers what else can you do to help them and so on. So, So if you're all in with your marketing, you might call it failure marketing because some stuff will fail and you're not afraid of it. Okay? This leads me to a rant that uh, is really important for me, which is sometimes you see other people and you look at their pricing, maybe you saw their flyer on a Facebook post or something like that. And you see that they charge much less than you and that makes you feel like they're undercutting you and you're feeling frustrated about it. Maybe they are undercutting you, you know, on that one specific service. Um, But you, you never know the entire picture. You never know how much they charge for their employees. You never know how much they pay for rent. You don't know what is their strategy on the overall. And in fact, they might be a bigger business than yours. And because they are undercutting you, they are growing. And they are not actually doing a disservice for the industry. There is a chance where you're selling something for a really good uh, price and you're providing tons of value to your customer and still, at the same time, you're growing the industry. You know, there are customers that just need something cheap and now, and there are a lot of it. And there are lots of customers that want premium and they just need to be educated about what is premium. Me personally, in my business, I chose to only sell premium stuff. I don't do the game where I sell something for really, really, really cheap um, with uh, my entertainment services. However, I do want you to know that is it's a legit marketing tactic to have what is known as a self-liquidating offer or a tripwire offer. And that is what all of those businesses that undercut you, that's what they are doing. They are not... Some of them are just, you know, businesses that eventually go out of business because they are doing it not just with one service but with all of their services. But there is a good chance that if you are angry about someone about the pricing, there is a chance also that they are not undercutting. They are just working in a business model, in a business environment where some of the stuff are cheaper in order to create a customer list. Because having leads is great. But having customer, li- customer list, a customer list is even better because people that are a customer of yours, there's 10, ma- 10 times more chance that they will book you again if your skills are awesome and your services are amazing. So, um, what is a self-liquidating offer? What is a tripwire? It's basically a very 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 cheap offer that costs as little as possible without, you know, you you might even lose money, but without losing money, it's better. So let's say, you know, like uh, the cheapest you can go to. Maybe you can sell 30 minutes for a reasonable fee uh, only for people that are really close to your location. Um, Maybe you want to have some, some bouquet and go and sell that bouquet's Sell some, some balloons out there in a farm market, um, in a farming festival or something like that uh, or or whatnot. So, so basically, if you have something that you sell, a service or a product that you sell for a very small amount of money and that item is worth a lot more than what you charge or even just a bit more then people will buy it because when you're selling something for a little amount of money, people can actually afford it without thinking so much about it. And then you need to basically take their email address, their phone number, and be in touch with them in a way that will eventually make them buy something bigger. Okay? That's the tactic of self-liquidating offer. You basically, you're using the income from the purchase to Uh, to advertise, to advertise in your business. So either for the creation of your customer list or for the creation of income to pay for your advertisement budget, which sells your higher-end services. To summarize the topic of tripwires or SLOs, self-liquidating offers, It's not bad to sell something for cheap. Stop looking into the plates of other people and looking into what they are eating. Stop looking at other businesses and being upset about why they are undercutting you. Be positive. Be focused on creating value for your customers instead of looking at what other people charge. In fact, I think that all of your prices should not be defined by the prices of other people in your market, but according to how much you can charge for the value that you're bringing to your customer. So it's really important for me that we mature as an industry. Every time you your. your Uh, ranting about someone else, you're wasting time. Instead, go work on your skills or go and plant some more seeds in your marketing. That's something that, you know, uh, is like a disease. When you're ranting about someone else, you're not being productive. Look, we live in a world of abundance. And even if the amount of money is finite, we have infinite opportunities. Infinite opportunities to serve people in their events. There are always more birthdays, always more weddings, always more events that we can serve. All we need to do is be there and be positive and create um, um, stuff around us so that people will know about us and will be able to think about us and so that we will be top of mind. Being top of mind with people is important. That's the purpose of exposure. I just want you to do smart exposure and not one that is not defined by you. Um, So we need to live in a positive way. Stop looking at other people's plate. Focus on your business. Focus on planting seeds, on being, on serving your customers. And in fact, you know, I can commit, I I can pretty much guarantee it. If you invest 10 hours a week on marketing, 10 hours a week on, of marketing, you will see some great results really fast. And when I say marketing, I mean also on serving your customers, creating solutions for your customers. So, for example, in Israel, I run now an experiment on marketing that might fail miserably, but I'm not afraid of failure. I'm I'm running an experiment, which is to create a podcast for moms in Israel about birthdays. So this is an experiment on my marketing that I actually create 10 episodes, 10 chapters um, of a podcast in Hebrew. And in this podcast, I give tips for birthday birthdays for birthdays how to transform your birthday into a perfect birthday and it's a podcast for moms now i'm not sure if moms in hebrew moms listens to hebrew podcasts in israel Uh, it's not as popular as in english however i'm going to do the marketing experiment anyway and help google see that my site provides tons of value and that it gets more traffic because of that. So it's good for my SEO, my search engine optimization. And I already enjoyed the process of telling my customers, hey, did you listen to the last episode? Did you Did you listen to the last chapter? Did you... If, if my customer is asking me about something that I already podcasted about, I tell them, hey, here's the link. Listen to this. This will answer your question. So even just as a tool for my sales department, my, my marketing tactic of cre- creating a podcast for moms is helping me serve my customer better. So every week... If you invest 10 hours of your time on creating tools for your sales department by serving your customers, by creating more solutions for them, by partnering with uh, cake providers, by mapping out all kinds of other services that they could use from other people or other locations that will fit their needs and so on. If you invest 10 hours a a week on marketing and survey your customers you will see a huge boost in your business this season will include all kinds of topics uh, we will talk about pricing we will talk about packages we will talk about all kinds of marketing tools Um, we can, we we will talk, we will, I will even, you know, read some portions of my champion building system ebook for free. So you can even listen to portions of my champion building system ebook, because I think that uh, it has a specific approach to marketing, which is how to build champions to your business, which is something more direct, more organic. I might even put some information from one of my courses in audio format into this free podcast because I want to serve you in the best way I can and provide you the best information available uh, on marketing. Uh, There will be interviews and if you have a smart tactic about marketing, if you want to share it on the podcast, contact me. I would love to have you as a guest on the Balloon Artist podcast on season five. You know, uh, it's really important for me that this season will fit your needs. So your... Feedback is crucial. This is something that I need from you guys. Contact me. Go to the Balloon Artist Podcast website, balloonartistpodcast.com and comment there on this episode, on this chapter. And let me know if you liked it, what did you like about it. You can private message me on Facebook. I'm very approachable. I am always around the Facebook group Balloon Artist. So if you go there, you can always tell me there. Uh, ...on a post, this is what I like about this episode... ...and this is what I hope to get out of season five. Or this is what... ...this is who I want you to interview. Guys, this is not just me talking. This is a mutual discussion... ...that can go deeper and deeper and answer your needs. But I need the feedback in order to make this decision... ...fit your needs perfectly. So, if you are pissed right now... ...and you wanted an interview... Contact me. Let me know. We want more interviews. If you want me to interview someone specific, let me know. If you're ecstatic right now and you're happy because this chapter actually uh, provoked you for action and inspired you and gave you a few ideas of how you want to continue right now with your marketing, how you can serve your customers better. If you feel this way, I need you to share your feelings with me or... With someone else, anyone who is a balloon artist should know about this podcast. And don't assume they already know. Just send them a message. Hey, I love you so much that I think you will enjoy listening to Season 5, Chapter 1 of the Balloon Artist Podcast. So this means a lot for me if you do that. And I really appreciate your time with me. This show was sponsored by the Balloon Artist College. The Balloon Artist College is launching at the end of September. Maybe it's already launched by the time you're hearing this. The Balloon Artist College is uh, a few things. The Balloon Artist College is a place for you to grow professionally as a business and as as a balloon artist. It includes balloon jam sessions with Scott Tripp and monthly webinars with me and it includes challenges the first challenge will be about social expressions and it will be a 21 day challenge where you need to create 12 different high-end designs i actually cherry picked the designers for the challenge for the first challenge of the balloon artist college the balloon artist college will include other stuff i will share with you more information about the creation of the college because it's actually just launching in The end of September, it's going to be, I apologize, but I just have to use this word, huge. It's just going to be a huge project that provides more value for selected few people that can actually uh, invest uh, some money in their growth. There will be free stuff in the Balloon Artist College. The whole purpose of the Balloon Artist College is to help balloon artists learn how to write designs. Writing designs is all about being creative, pricing it properly and actually documenting the design so that you can talk about it with your customer. And learning how to write designs is a topic that will have courses for free on the Balloon Artist College. If you want to see the progress Of the creation of the college because it launches in beta and it will take about a year or even two years to reach full maturity. If you want to check it out, go to the balloonartistcollege.com website and let me know what you think on a private message or email me at zivi at balloonartistpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your time and stick around for the tip after the music. I'm Zivi Kivi and this was chapter one of season five, the season about marketing. Hello, Balloon Artists Podcast Nation. This is season five, chapter one, the tip section. And the tip today is all about one more way how you can serve businesses in your cities the idea is that you want to prove them that you are serving them and this way they would eventually want to hire you for decoration jobs of their businesses or even for entertainment Uh, the premise is this you are an expert on making businesses pretty this makes you an expert on how to make a business decorated so you're going to create a committee the decorated business committee in your city now you will accept anyone to that committee that has a good eye for uh, a decorated business and you will map businesses in your city that have a decorated business and you will create a design for them of like a certificate that says hey the committee for decorated businesses gives you five stars for having a decorated business now You go there, you give them the 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 certification, you you give them something from balloons, you tell them about you and about the committee, you ask them if they want to join the committee and if they want to also uh, network with you and uh, this is your gift for them because you appreciate that their business is decorated. This way, you're not going to the business and you're saying, hey, I want you to buy stuff for me. Instead, you're going there and you're saying, hey, I want to help you in your marketing, Okay. If something is not clear about how you can actually create the decorated business award and be a part of this committee and start this committee and actually make a name for yourself in your city, then let me know, contact me on the Balloon Artist Facebook group. This idea is something that is relevant for balloon decorators, but not just, especially if you live in a big city. Uh, Even if you live in a small city, it would be great to network, to make people know you. And it's better to do this cold call uh, after doing a research and finding out actual businesses that look good, uh, small businesses that are not a part of a franchise Uh, will actually appreciate the discussion with you. I hope you've enjoyed the tip and I will see you next week in the Balloon Artist Podcast.